talk to Coach uh, Greg Gard, Wisconsin Badger men's basketball coach, getting ready for the Guarding Against Cancer events uh, coming up on September 12th here in Eau Claire. Coach, appreciate you taking some time this morning and catching up with us here in the Chippewa Valley. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, so looking at uh, what's, what's Guarding Against Cancer, you know, we know that you've your your history has or your family history. You've kind of battled against uh, this this awful disease. But for anybody who doesn't know, maybe a little bit about the, the guarding against cancer event. Can you give us a little background on on why you started it, when it started, and and where it's at now after these last few years? Yeah, I mean, it, it started really in December of 2016, um, about a year after I was. Uh, uh, named the the head coach here um and the fifteen sixteen season was i was interim and then it became permanently full time um and, and right before that about a month before that all took place in december of fifteen um I had lost my dad to brain cancer after a six month battle so we get to the end fast forward to the end of the two thousand sixteen season and my wife michelle and i who's a UWO claire alum um actually we're just talking about how we're going to use our platform, our voice, to knowing we're going to have that position going forward, how can we help, and where do we need to direct our our uh, ability to help uh, people. And really it all centered around cancer. It went to cancer research, partnered with the Carbone Center here, the Alumni Association, uh, UW Health, um, the Alumni uh, Foundation, or the UW Foundation, and what we wanted to do was help across the state. And obviously there's a lot of research going on here in Madison. There's some in Milwaukee. But m- the other parts of the state are really patient uh, care initiatives that are that are going on. So we developed Guarding Against Cancer where we're able to help across the state in different communities along with funding some research here in Madison. And we partnered our uh, fundraising event with our exhibition games that we play each year in the, in the WIC. So this year, obviously, Eau Claire will be coming here uh, October 30th to play us. And um, as you mentioned, September 12th, we'll come to the Chippewa Valley to do, uh, right to the Pablo Center in Eau Claire to do our event. And all the money that we raise stays in the state. And, and when we go to do these statewide events, it stays in the community um, that we go to. So this, I think, is the fifth statewide or state outreach event we've done over the last you know will be gac will be uh i guess six years old here in december and we've already raised over six and a half million dollars it's at work helping people in places across the state and uh we're just excited to be able to come to eau claire and try to help people in that area hey coach uh, appreciate it i lost my wife to cancer about 12 years ago so I certainly appreciate what you're doing, and uh, hopefully we get a lot of support for that. But one quick question. When the Blue Golds come to Madison, are you going to let your wife wear blue and gold, or does she have to wear red and white? <laughs> well, she's got she's got a son on our team, so, um, you know, she's she's got two on her family side that are wearing red and white, myself and our son Isaac, who's a walk-on with us. And then, so I don't know, she might be a little torn. <laughs> um, she she loved her time at Eau Claire, really uh, enjoyed it there. Both of got her, her undergrad and her master's from UW-Eau Claire and then started her teaching career in Duran, uh, not too far away. So she has very fond memories and, and still great friends and relationships from people in that area. 
she tell you about did she live in the dorms, have to walk up 90 steps back and forth about three times a day to get to class? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we always talk about, is it north and south campus or east and west and crossing the river? I, I'm not sure which side of the river she lived <laughs> on, but... I think uh, you guys would like running up that hill over there, you know, if, uh, back in the day if, uh, yes. <laughs> for for your basketball team. Yeah. Uh, Coach Greg Gard joining us here this morning on uh, the Dan Casper Show, Sports Talk 105.1, 790 AM, Guarding Against Cancer event coming up on September 12th. You can uh, head to guardingagainstcancer.org, uh, ticket info and more information. When you first started this, this coach, uh, like you said, back in, in 2016, did you imagine the impact it would have had just a, a few years later on on how much you and and all these uh, you know supporters are helping in, in in the community across the state? Did you imagine the the big impact it would have right away? No, it, it's been overwhelming. I mean, really, Dan, it's been very humbling, and we're obviously extremely grateful for all the support and help we've gotten across the state. Um, as I mentioned, you know, Michelle and I started the discussion in our in our living room at a just at a living room table and quickly learned it was going to get bigger and um, something we couldn't handle and manage from our living room table. So hence we, we have a lot of people on board um, both here in Madison and across the state that have really helped in, in a variety of ways. But no, it's been, you know, and I think one thing, unfortunately, cancer is something that connects everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my mom is just on the tail end of battling breast cancer right now. She's gone through chemo and and surgery and now in an immunotherapy infusion stage and is doing well and hopefully the worst is behind her but i think as you talk to everybody and i've met so many people that have shared their stories or shared the stories of loved ones that have battled it um some have had positive results some have had not so positive results and it's just something unfortunately to think you know it's a it's a connector and and i know obviously Financially, this has done extremely well. We've been able to help in a lot of places and do a lot of great things. But there's an emotional component to it as well, and I think this has been very therapeutic for a lot of people, um, my own family included, as we you know, got further from my dad's passing back in 2016, so or 15. So it's uh, it's been amazing, to, to say the least, of how people have jumped on board and really wrapped their arms around this. And I think having everything stay right here in the state of wisconsin is important to people they can see their money at work they know it's going to help locally which is really my dad's philosophy was to think globally but help locally and help the neighbor across the street and the business down the road and um, we've kind of taken that you know hometown home state approach with this as well and make sure we focus on the people in the state in the places of wisconsin because we you know i mentioned michelle went to eau claire she taught in fond du lac I've been in Platteville, Milwaukee. Um, she taught in Milwaukee and was a principal in Milwaukee and then here in the Madison area. So we've been to a lot of places across the state, and the people in the places have been awesome to us. And it's just our opportunity to try to help back in their fight and uh, you know, trying to ultimately at some point defeat cancer and, and knock it out completely. We've made a lot of progression in a lot of areas, but we've got a long ways to go. But there's... There's so many other patient care initiatives and family initiatives that I see and we see across the state that um, at the grassroots level, and hence, you know, we got four entities picked out up there that we're going to fund. Josh Wiscant, the Chippewa Valley Free Clinic, uh, Marshall Clinic has a mobile mammography 
program um, that they go around and do mammograms. We're going to help fund that. And then UW Eau Claire actually has a cancer fitness recovery program. So patients that are at the tail end of their recovery and their treatment can, can get consultation and workouts and nutrition uh, planning from that program that's been started at UW Eau Claire and that grad students that are coming through the kinesiology program in that area help with that as well. So four really good entities that uh, that touch people in a lot of different ways, and, and we've always tried to stay in Switzerland specifically to insurance you know, carriers, and I, I don't want anything that we fund to be insurance-specific and I'll let everybody have access to it, which is what we've been able to find with the, the four uh, groups that we're going to help out here this year. So um, a long-winded answer to your question there, Dan, but uh, <laughs> no, people have been awesome to us. Coach, uh, just a little bit uh, on your team, too. I know you guys just uh, returned from France uh, a few weeks ago. What what would you take as your biggest benefit from, from taking your team over there and playing in France, and, and what did you take away, or what did you notice about your team You know, from, from when you first arrived there to, to when you left? Yeah, I think any time in the, really the intent behind taking those trips, the basketball is important, and the four games we got in the extra practices are obviously vital, but I think when you look at building and developing a chemistry within your team, the time that you get to travel, and we see this whether we travel here in the States at various events, um, but also when you get to go internationally, that bonding time that takes place, the plane rides, the bus rides, the hotel rooms, the meals, all those things, it's, it's more time. And specifically when you're in a foreign country and you have to depend on each other because the language that they speak is, you know, I didn't have anybody really fluent in French. So <laughs> we were all a little, you know, we had to lean on each other and, and um, support each other. And you just watch that chemistry and that camaraderie grow. And, you know, we're not where we need to be both in that term and in, you know, how we are as a team yet. We've gotten a lot better in the last, I guess, 12, 14 weeks. We're, we're on pause right now or they're all back home before we start school next week but um you know just watching the growth and the development and the we got a lot of new faces we got guys that have been in the shadows in the past that have been here now they've got to take a step forward and, and then obviously some newcomers as well that are adjusting and getting uh adapted to life as a wisconsin badger so uh, it was an awesome trip you know and then obviously the educational components behind it we spent a day at in Normandy, Omaha Beach, um, learned a lot about D-Day, um, and it, that was probably the highlight in terms of the places were all great, in the three cities we were in, Paris, Lyon, and Nice, but Normandy, from an impact standpoint of what the people of that generation went through and those soldier, soldiers that fought in World War II, and specifically uh, in that that region during that time, it was a, a very inspirational, very emotional day at uh, Omaha Beach. Having been there, I know just exactly what you're talking about. Coach, I have to ask you, there's there's so many, I mean, since Bo came on and this basketball program at Wisconsin became a national power, and now you're taking it on, and congratulations, winning the Big Ten champion last year with the, with the early season expectations. You're like a magician. But I have to ask you about 2016, when you came on at midseason, and let's face it, uh, you you read the papers and heard the prognosticators say, oh, this team isn't doing very well. Bo stepped aside, and you 
just absolutely turn that around. What did Bo say to you? <laughs> what did Bo say to you at the end of that season? Or did you say, "I told you I could do it"? How did that? How did that go? <laughs> I mean, I think I think that was a magical turnaround, for lack of a better term, when Bo stepped aside and this and this team really responded to you. Yeah, I, you know, I think that was a team that you know we had lost a lot from the year before, including two lottery picks and Kaminsky and Decker and. Um, we're struggling to find their identity, struggling to find their way. And yeah, you, you, you're right on the, hit the nail right on the head. We weren't very good. We were seven and five and, um, kind of scuffling along. So I, I think just it took some time for them to get comfortable with who they were. Um, you know, we adjusted a few things. I actually went back to the basics even more of what we had done at Platteville and, and, uh, some earlier times at Wisconsin. So, I tried to simplify everything for everybody and allow them to feel more comfortable in their own skin, so to speak, and not worry about comparing yourself to Decker or Kaminsky or anybody that had come before there uh, in the previous two years. And they they bought in. It took them a little while to you talk about that chemistry and that camaraderie and that togetherness. It we we started to play together instead of, of playing as individuals. So. Um, you know, and they got better and they got confidence in each other. And I think that was the, you know, you, you always watch a, a team, a coach can only do so much and then it's up to the team to take it and the individuals on the team to take it and, and grow it. And that group, once we turned, you know, the calendar into 2016, you could just see things were starting to, the results maybe hadn't completely occurred yet, but there was a lot of signs that things were going in the right direction with their work ethic and their togetherness and their understanding of what they needed to do to be successful. And uh, fortunately, they continued to grow. And you, you mentioned turning it around, having finishing out the year really well, getting to the Sweet 16. And um, that was a that was a fun that seems like it, about 30 years ago, <laughs> but <laughs> seems like an eternity ago. It really wasn't that long ago. But that was a, a fun group to. Maybe not at the time it wasn't as fun because it was pretty challenging and you're obviously in the in deep water in the middle of the season trying to figure things out. But that group did a good job of, of turning things around. How's Johnny Davis doing? What do you hear from him? Yeah, he's getting ready to go to camp here um, with the Wizards. They actually are going to spend part of their preseason in Japan um, with Golden State playing a couple games at the end of the month. Um, so he's getting set here to go back to, to D.C. for training camp. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, in summer league, I think, was was good for him. I think it, it helped him see up close what he needs to do and where he needs to improve. And I think the one thing with Johnny, just like he was a freshman, you, you could see the hesitancy in his eyes a little bit in the summer league. And I think him being more aggressive and, and, and more... Um, trying to play with more of a dominating mindset is what he knows now going into fall camp he needs to to play with and that was exactly i saw a lot of signs of him as a freshman when i was watching summer league games this summer um out in las vegas so hopefully uh you know i know him i've always said his number one skills is competitiveness and he'll find a way and but uh he's in a good situation good organization i think very highly of him so um, he's excited to get going and, and start his career. Coach, uh, last question for you, and we can wrap it up, but I wanted to ask you about uh, Chucky Heppard. I mean, true freshman point guard, you know, stepping in as, as a starter last year. We saw some big moments from him. How excited are you to see 
Chucky in his sophomore year, kind of maybe being uh, the the team leader or more of a team leader this year? Yeah, he definitely. I mean, you talk about have a phenomenal freshman year, just be as rock solid as you know to start all thirty three games. Um, and you know, it's it's very rare that a freshman gets that volume of work, and even more rare that it's a point guard. But he uh, he handled that position with such poise. He never got rattled. Um, you know, I, I had a, an amazing amount of trust in him, and obviously that's only gotten more. Um, but he's, you know, he's changed his body for the better over the summer. He's gotten leaner. Um, he's stronger. Uh, obviously, him going down in the NCAA tournament was kind of the kiss of death for us to go uh, to lose him. You know, in the first half against Iowa State, you can tell that we were just not the same after that. And uh, you know, to get him back now. And fully healthy and up and going, and he's got two other really good teammates with him, Tyler Wall and Stephen Crowell, that are both started every game last year as well. So those three will definitely lead us, and now we're in the process of having the other guys step into roles and grow and get comfortable with where they can contribute to this team. But Chucky's, uh, you always want to have a guy with that type of mindset as your point guard, and I told him over a year ago, I said, I'm giving you the keys to the bus. My mind was made up in the summer that he was going to start, and uh, he did nothing to disappoint. And uh, I know he's excited about taking a bigger role, as you mentioned, this year. With You know, you don't replace a Johnny Davis or a Brad Davis, and we have to develop this team into their own identity. But Chucky's going to be a big part of it. Hey, Coach, one got to ask you how this world has changed. How much more does it take for you? And have you had to put more people on staff with this transfer portal? That has to absolutely drive a coach nuts, doesn't it, trying to keep up with that? Who's in? How do we get yeah, people in? Do I mean, we want people? We, yeah, we, we do spend uh, – it, It's obviously it has to be part of our plan. Um, you just can't ignore it uh, because it just it, we're in the, the times we're in, so you have to embrace it and, and understand it, even though you don't maybe – agree with everything then it comes with it but you know we're in an age where it's college athletics has changed so more in the last 14 months than maybe it has in the last 20 years combined and with name image and likeness the transfer portal obviously coming out of a pandemic we have the extra year of eligibility that the student athletes have uh, we also have immediate eligibility that when they transfer they don't have to sit so you got those four things kind of all coming out and and um, I guess skyrocketing at the same time. So one by themselves, I don't think is as big an issue. But when you put all four things together, it obviously creates a lot of chaos. So I think name, image, and likeness by itself, with its, within its intended boundaries, is a good thing. I think the transfer portal within its intended boundaries is a good thing. But we've got a you know a, a mix of things that are happening all at the same time that we've got to sort through, and we've got to get to a better place specifically is college basketball so it's uh it's is what it is you we're not going to reverse it but we have to adapt and and make the most of it and and make it better you know we've got to think we're you know as a coaches association and nationally we have some underlying things that are hopefully going to be changing and that will adapt and see what we like and don't like and and make it better for for not only our institutions and our coaches but also our student athletes so um um, you have to just uh, – it is part of our recruiting plan, though. We're we're checking uh, on that stuff all the time. It's quieted down now because we're too close to the start of the school year to make any any more uh, 
any more recruiting out of the uh, portal, but uh, it's something we, we watch pretty consistently. It's uh, September 12th, Guarding Against Cancer at the Pablo Center here in Eau Claire. Uh, all proceeds from this event will stay in our area, and uh, it will support the Chippewa Valley Free Clinic, Joshua's Camp, uh, Marshall Clinic, Mobile Mammography, and the UW-Eau Claire Cancer Recovery. You can get your you register for your tickets at guardingagainstcancer.org. you got a few more days yet to, to register, sponsor, and all that stuff, Coach. Uh, I, I saw on, on your on the Guarding Against Cancer Facebook page a few days ago. You were at Forty Four North here, shoot, shooting some hoops. Uh, I'll just let you know. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, I took my five year old there. I almost broke the record. So, if you want to challenge, you know, when you're when you're coming up back up here, you know, maybe we could do a little shoot off or something okay. like that. You know, okay. charity or something like that. And what's, what's the record? What's the number? I, I think it was a two thirty four. It was a two thirty four, and I had like two twenty two twenty eight. So, just you know. Okay. I was impressing my Did I have the record? No. Nah, my record still standing? I don't know. I don't know. If somebody broke it. I think somebody All broke right. it. But, you know, if we want to go back to the video and check and see where I where I finished. I don't know if they they might have hit stop recording before I got to the end. That's true. You know, we might have to redo it. Yeah, you talking about the little Papa shot, right? Yeah. The little Papa e- shot machine. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm just saying. You know, and I had a suit coat on that day, so I wasn't quite as Ooh. limber as I will be if I could just well, have a t-shirt on and well, Hopefully September twelfth. Make more shots. September twelfth. Well, let's do it up, and we'll do it for some. You know, and I got some eligibility. I went to UW Eau Claire, but I still, you know, if you need somebody to suit up a thirty-six year old or something like that, you know, you're not that okay. desperate, Coach. You're not that desperate. <laughs> believe me, Coach. Big thanks for joining us here this morning, and thank you uh, for coming to town for for guarding against cancer and doing all the tremendous work that you're doing to to raise funds and and to to battle this awful disease. So, thank you so much, Coach. We appreciate it. Yeah, well, I thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on and publicizing this. Hopefully we get a lot of people there on the 12th and looking forward to catching up with you guys that night as well. Awesome. Hey, is Brad Davidson still on campus, or did he leave and go on Social Security no, he's now he's been around so long? Yeah, he's in Lithuania playing professionally. Oh, good for him. So he's good been for over him. there about two weeks, so he got married in July, and, good for and him. his new bride are off in Lithuania Um living the life as a pro basketball player. Good for him. Awesome. Coach, big thanks again, and we'll see you soon, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. You got it. There you go. There's Badger men's basketball coach Greg Gard joining us here for a little bit. We got.